this morning uh, on something very critical. It will define a whole lot of stuff about your life, about your journey. It will point in direction of a whole lot of things about you and as you travel. And I believe you will live to be grateful forever to God for the word that is coming your way. Uh, you know, for some time we, we were talking about the kingdom and, the, and kingdom culture. All right, so for today, in tandem with that, aligning ourselves with the spirit of the kingdom, I want to talk about cultivating the culture of honor. Cultivating the culture of honor. Help me preach that title to two, three people. Say, cultivating the culture of honor. Tell two more people. The last person. Cultivating the culture of honor. The word honor has... Um, different meanings and I want to talk about two of the meanings this morning in a large sense that's what I mean in a broad sense because you will see where I would talk about honor in another sense the second sense um, and it, it means about three different things so I want to talk about honor in two broad sense you know two broad categories and um, the honor that we give to God, the honor we give to people that are above us, that is one category of honor. And the meaning of that honor, one of the meanings of that kind of honor is to give someone the opportunity to control you. Did somebody hear God? It is giving someone the right you hand over the control to somebody. That's one meaning of honor when it comes to God and us, people above you, people you bring yourself deliberately under. You allow them to control you. Honor is not forced control. Whenever it is forced, there is no honor. Anytime it is forced, it is called fear. It is called intimidation. And we generally refer to it as manipulation. When it is forced, it is not. That's what that we're talking about. It's no more honor. So that is one sense you allow. Remember the word there is that you allow someone. Tell your neighbor you allow. Alright. So it also means that you can disallow. So anybody who, whose honor you have is the person that you have given your honor to. That honor to. You, you did give the person. Or you give the person. That is one. I'm doing this because that is not actually where I'm going to. 
Um, the second aspect of honor is what we want to talk about. But I believe you can pick something from the first aspect of honor that we just mentioned. I just glossed over it because that is not my focus. Um, if God permits us, we'll talk about this honor that I first talked about. That allowing someone to control you. Deliberately so. Deliberately so. When Jesus came to ask for your heart, you gave him the right. You allowed him to come to be the Lord. So that's what we're talking about, allowing. The second part that I want to talk about is a culture that every believer should possess. What is the title of today's message? Cultivating the culture of honor. Genesis chapter 18. I read from verse 2 to 7 from the New King James Version. Kindly oblige me. I begin to read now. Why are you flipping there in case you're not there yet? So he lifted his eyes and looked and behold, three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the ground and said, My Lord, if I have now found favor in your sight, do not pass on by your servant. Please let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh your hearts. After that, you may pass by in as much as you have come to your servant. They said, do as you have said. Verse 6. So Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah and said, Quickly, make ready three measures of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes. Can we read? Can we read verse 7 together? Everybody want to read. And Abraham ran to the herd, took a tender and good calf, gave it to a young man. Louder. Okay, you know why the servant hastened to prepare it? You know one of the reasons the servant hastened to prepare it? He saw the attitude of his master. His master ran. Normally masters don't run. He saw that his master ran to him. And if the master could run, what would the servant do? He will run now. You know they can be run, runner, runnest. So the servant hasted. He hurriedly did it. Before I go on, let me just, by the Holy Ghost, say this. 
honor is contagious. When people see you exhibit honor, particularly people whom you have influence over, they pick it. They pick it. Help me find two, three people. Say, neighbor, neighbor. Honor is contagious. Find two, three more people. Say, neighbor, neighbor. Honor is contagious. Find another person. Say, neighbor, honor is contagious. If you've read your Bible well, you would see Lot also do the same thing. When the angel was to dis destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, you remember? And they visited him. Um, the about the same thing that Abraham did was the same thing Lot did. So it tells you that apart from the fact that it, it probably ran in the family, Lot saw it exhibited from his first mentor. Let me tell you. When I see your children, I mean your children who can talk, who can say yes, who can say no, when you give them biscuits or chocolate, who can say buy me, who can say I don't want thank you, I mean such children. When I see them and I engage them, I can tell the level of honor the parents of such children understand. You know what? The best place to see what goes on in the house is the children. No matter how you form, let's engage your children. You know what happens. Your children mirrors you, they mirror your values. All right. So, Abraham, Lord, we can see that there. This subject of honor, this, this honor that I'm talking about in this time is one culture that every Christian should have and practice. Every Christian. And I'll give you practical examples. I will give you mentions. If time affords me, I'll tell you how I have experienced too. And how everybody responds to honor. And before then you may want to write. Everybody responds to honor. Write it. Everybody responds to honor. Everybody. And everybody reacts to dishonor. Everybody, no matter how humble you are, you respond to honor. You know, one day I had the privilege of preaching somewhere, you know, a place that you, you bless God to preach on. I said, no matter how humble you are, even if you are so humble that you don't, you don't really mind if you are not honored, you don't want to be rubbished. You may not want to be honored, but you don't want to be rubbished. No matter how humble you are, that is how God has made it. You may say, don't honor me, but nobody wants to be rubbished, dis dishonored. I want to ask you a question, anybody. Have you, be have you been to a place where you've been honored before?
Show it by a wave of your right hand. Have you been to a place where you were dishonored? <laughs> the place you were honored, was there something in you that wants you to return there? And the place you were dishonored, was there a voice so loud as saying, if I have my way, I will never return. Because you see, there are some things you don't have your way about. You have to cope with the dishonor. Because it has a lifespan. Imagine your lecturer is dishonoring you. And you have not graduated. You have to cope with it. Because you won't be a student forever. There are some dishonors you... Don't run away from them. Because you will not complete the cycle of life. Alright. Um, please pay attention. I will cite some examples. Some things that are personal. Uh, and um, the purpose of this teaching is that you come to a place. The purpose of this teaching is that you come to a place. I've seen honor. Sorry, I've seen dishonor too. I've seen direct honor and indirect honor. I've seen direct dishonor and indirect dishonor. And I, I can tell you which one is better. One is better than the other. Honor or dishonor. Even minister Isaiah that is humble, he can tell you that one is better than the other. One of the things I disliked so much while I was growing up, while I was not this young, while I was smaller, and I'm still very young, like very young, is for you to talk at me publicly. Although if you are here and you don't feel bad about it, I mean, your case is such that you need to lay hands on people because it's a special grace on your life. It's a special grace on your life. You know, something happened at home recently, at home, I think sometime recently in our house. So one of our sons you know, we know him to be, you know, I, I don't care, he's so stoic, praise him, don't praise him, he just, he doesn't take anything personally. So, at least more of that shows in him, there is another one, <laughs> he can ruminate on the words you tell him about this. But this one, say anything, but there was one day, he said somebody said something. To him, something derogatory, something like a yab, you know, to yab somebody. And in case you're watching from America, to yab is to insult somebody, you know. And um, he, he said, I talked back at the person. He said, I talked back at the person, but it pained me. And you know what? We appreciate, we called him. We said, we like, that's your sincerity. Because see, some children are battling with pain that he cannot see. He said, I talked back at him. I said, no. But he, mommy, paint me. It tells you that even the people who are very, who don't care, also care. Oh no. It's a journey. You know, you know why I'm approaching it this way? I don't want it to be like water on a greasy surface. You know what water does on a greasy surface? It just passes. I want it to be like water on a thirsty earth. 
that you say it's not enough. Lift your right hand. Say, my heart is open. This word has access to my life. <laughs> I desire that at the end of this session, you would be a better person. Wherever you are at, whether you, you practice this or you don't, that you'll be better. Because you can be better. You can be better. There is no one who does not understand the language of honor. Write it. There is no one who does not understand the language of honor. Okay, let's do one more reading, then I run now. First Peter 2, verse 17. First Peter chapter 2, verse 17. I like this injunction here. First Peter 2, 17. If you have your Bible, and if it's there, can we read together? If you are in your Bible, there, say Amen. Alright, can we read together? One, two, read. Honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Let me tell you, the, this honor that I want to talk about, that I want to talk about, is not the honor you give to God to somebody above you. It's not the second honor here. It's the first honor. Honor all men. You know that while the earth remains in Genesis 8.22, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, day and night, summer and winter shall not cease. So look at this. Look at this. See honor as a seed because every act is a seed. Every act is a seed. In fact, every word is a seed. So whenever you want to honor or dishonor, remember that every what? Act. Somebody preach with me. Every act is what? Is a seed. So whenever you act, what are you doing? You sow. Every time you act, you have the time to sow. And the Bible says once you sow by the law of life, what happens to you? You will reap. A wise woman said, if you don't want to reap it, don't sow it. If you don't want to reap it, don't sow it. So, every act like honor is a seed. So, honor all men. Now, this honor, can we begin to dig it a bit now? Then uh, we see what God wants to do. One of the meanings, it has at least three different meanings in the real Greek, in the Greek of this honor. This honor. Honor all men. That first one, it has at least three different languages in Greek. And number one, uh, one, number one meaning is 
to attribute high status to someone. That is dishonor. To attribute high status to someone. You would see that this is different from someone that compels your honor because of their position. All right. This one is that you do the honoring, you attribute. What, what is the meaning? What did I give you as definition? High status. I mean, you decide to make the person high in your eye. You decide to make the person high in your eye. It's a choice that I am talking about. It's a choice you make deliberately so. You make someone high in your eye. It is for you to attribute high status. That word attribute means, among other things, that you give it. Not that what it is, you attribute it. Let me tell you. The status you attribute to a thing determines the worth of that thing to you determines how much that thing can do to you or do for you. Let me tell you for instance, the preacher that you are listening to right now does not worth equally to everybody. He's not worth equally to everybody. The Bible that everybody reads, I believe everybody should, does not worth equal in everybody's estimation. One day, I had the privilege of following Mama Funke Adejimo to a, a church. You know, I don't want to mention the name of the church, but something beautiful happened. Um, she was invited to preach that was 2007 I was on an entourage it was in Lagos she was invited to preach and she preached for 30 minutes she was given 30 minutes to preach actually she was given 30 minutes to preach because they had multiple services there are a lot of churches that do that so you can't guess I'm not sure you can even guess right she preached during the first service. If you know her very well, when you tell her to preach for 30 minutes, you have not put her in her element. Because 30 minutes for mama is introduction. That is how she preaches. She, she nails the thing. She drives it home. So, being her PA, I, I know her mood. I, I know she was not very comfortable. It wasn't, it wasn't her element, simply put that way. She was hurrying up. You know, Mama likes to buttress things, typically of a teacher of the word. She was hurrying up. She was hurrying up. At the end of the day, we got into the car. We returned. She, she tilted towards me. I was at the front. She whispered to me. She said, guess how much I was given. How, how long did she preach? She was given four million. 
One hour was even more than one million. Um, I mean, sorry, do the division. How many minutes? 30 minutes. How much did she receive? What year was that? Even this year. <laughs> Four million me. is not weak. Anywhere, even it's in America. Anywhere. If you if you receive four million honorarium, Mr. Isaiah, Pastor Isaiah, four million honorarium. Ah. It will take the Holy Ghost to tell you not to go back there when they invite you. Four million. Now, this is the comparison I want to draw. The same words that she preached there, she would stay on the stage. I've seen Mama stay on the stage for four hours straight. Four hours straight. And you will not be bored. Preaching the same message for two hours. Some people were just looking at her. Some people, the best they could do was to shout, Yeah, preach it! I hope the honor you attach to treasures is not, is not mere shouting. Because the honor you attribute to a thing determines what that thing does in your life. This message that I'm preaching will outlast you. So pay keen attention to it. You've got to be deliberate about applying your heart to what I'm teaching this morning. You be, you've got to be deliberate. Catching this is not a gift of the Spirit. It's a deliberate attempt. Do learn it deliberately. Apply your heart. Declare, say, my heart is open. My heart is applied to what I'm hearing. Oh, no. So I said that the same preacher is not worth the same thing to everybody. To everybody. No. One day, my wife and I went for a program, you know, for a conference in Lagos. We went for ELC. Uh, you know, in, in Desta, we went for a training uh, program. So we lodged somewhere. When we called the family, you would think the call meant that we wanted to give them one million dollars. The way they were excited. Ah, thank you for calling us. Thank you for giving us the privilege. Like you have host, hosting rights of World Cup. Thank you for allowing us to host you. You know, we've known them way back. The woman of the house called her parents. That guess what? Ah, the parents told her. Listen to what the parents said. Take advantage of this moment. Because it is God's ark that is coming to your house. If not insistence, those people could almost vacate their bedroom for us to sleep there. Of course, you see, there is no honor you will not, you will not sleep on your bedroom. We don't know what you have done on that bedroom. The Lord, every activity let you then just be coming. And we, we have said no. And we don't know the level of your anointing. <laughs> you know. If you don't get what I'm saying, just keep listening to what I'm saying. <laughs> Amen. The same, I mean, these people, we know them. They know us. And this honor has been like that for years. But what I notice is that it keeps increasing. After we got there, 
they were just dotting on us. They were just dotting on us. In fact, you know, I like honor, but I don't like to be overclouded. Crowded. I was, ah, it's, it's okay, let me even be. No, what do you want? You know, or I like to be. I like betting. I like betting. How are you? I say, I'm fine. What do you want? Uh, really? <laughs> be doing as if you don't want anything. I want you to keep asking. I like, I like betting. I like betting. <laughs> That's how God has made me. Have you? <laughs> ah. <laughs> the Bible says, confess your faults to one another. <laughs> I like betting. Is to like betting is it fault? Uh, even if it's fault, the Bible says we should confess. <laughs> they they honored us with many honors, according to Apostle Paul. He said we were honored with many honors, and they laid in us with such things as were necessary. That was what Apostle Paul said. He said we were honored with many honors. See, combined honors started from Apostle Paul's time. This one that you are doing in school that you are calling combined honors, you took it from the Bible. Apostle Paul said, we were honored with many honors. And he explained, the ladiness, that word ladiness to overcrowd our space of collection with such things as were necessary for our journey. I prophesy over somebody who will say a big amen. You will be honored with many honors. You will be given those things that are necessary for your journey. That is another message. We were honored with many honors. We were honored with many honors. You know, apart from the gifts we received, and I was appreciating the husband had this gift. Thank you. Why? It's so expensive. You know what that man said? He said, I know what I'm doing. He said, I know what I'm doing. When we left there, testimonies erupted. Testimonies erupted. And we didn't pray special prayer. Because of that honor, some depths were broken up. Honor. It is to attribute what? High status on someone. Deliberately. The person may not have that status ordinarily, but you attribute it. That's one meaning. Another meaning is to set a price on someone. In other words, you determine the amount you want to pay. You determine the worth of that thing. Not that, okay, normally you should worth this. I determine the amount I want to pay. So it's to set price on someone. How much price you pay on a thing determines the worth of that thing in your eyes. It is the worth of the thing ab initio that determines the price you put on it. If you see it as really worth that, you will pay that price. If you don't see it as really worth it, you won't pay. Have you, have you seen people show you, I bought it for so, so, so number of naira, so number of dollars? You say it's not worth it. So it is the worth you view in that thing that determines the price you pay on it. So it means the price you are willing to put on something. And what determines the price? What do you view? 
A man of God, a prophet in the Old Testament, kept passing, kept passing by a house. The woman of the house turned to her husband. I perceive this man is a man of God. Every guy, raise your hand here. May you marry your wife. Amen. That amen showed that you didn't get the prayer. May you marry your wife. Amen. I married my wife. You are witnesses. May you marry your wife. Okay. The woman turned to the man. I perceive this is a man of God. Let us prepare a room for him in our house. She said, at the upper chamber. Let's say they live in a duplex. Normally, if you have been to duplexes before, where do the owners of the house stay? Up or down? He said, let's prepare a, a, a place of abode for the prophet at the upper chamber. She called it the upper room. In other words, in a duplex setting, the ownership is given a pride of place up. So what they did by that act is to elevate the worth of the man of God. Because where you put me determines my worth to you. Where you put me determines my worth to you. I can tell you that. I'm talking on a general scale. You have money to lodge and you put me in a place that looks like ward. In a civil service clinic. In a developing state. It shows the worth you've attached to me. A woman of God, uh, you know, I was, I was told the story, was invited as a guest preacher. So she got to the place with all joy. Then the host received her and they drove to a place. It was obvious that it was a hospital. And um, the pastor said, one of our members has a hospital. Wow, why not? Maybe she, she thought that maybe some people's case had defied medical attention. So they wanted her to pray for the sick people. So as they got to the hospital, they started offloading her luggage. So she said, what's the, what's the thing? They said, uh, you see, that there are no many patients. So there is this free ward that that's where you will lodge. And you see, the woman of God is not uh, from a, a division where people are very conservative that they take anything. She's, she, she's from a place that they don't take anything. And she was groomed by somebody who doesn't take anything. Says, get me out of here. I'm not a patient. It's only patient that lodge in the ward. No matter how temperamental you are, the moment you go to the hospital, you become patient. No matter how rude you are, how impatient, the moment you are sick, they say you will sleep overnight. You become patient. I've never seen a stubborn person in the hospital. What your name changes to what? You know, patience is name, but your own name changes to patient. You lose your patience. Have you seen your patience? In Jesus' name, that is not your portion. Amen. The only time you visit the hospital is to go and deliver. Or to greet somebody who has delivered. Amen. Or for immunization. Amen. Or for birth certificate. Amen. Or for death certificate when the person is very old. Or when the person chooses to leave, if it is not by demonic 
manipulation. Why would a woman of God that you have invited to bless you and to be used by God be lodged in a hospital ward? Somebody say worth. Somebody say honor. I can tell you how much that woman of God will bless them there. I can tell you. Another man of God said, now, and I'm giving you instances now. I've told you about lodging, accommodation. He said he went to preach in a place, highly respected, highly anointed man of God in human estimation. He went to preach and um, he was expecting them to bring food. They didn't bring food. And he stayed there for more than one day. So the man thought maybe, he, he, he could not even thought anything. Did you, what, did you hear what I said now? Okay. Just continue. <laughs> he could not think of anything, you know. So, he could not be patient any longer. You know, patient? So he went to his host. He said, I've been here. You've not, and he's also from a division that they don't keep quiet. They're not the carry last. So he said, I'm hungry. Where's food? Listen to the answer. We thought you were fasting. We thought you were fasting. You know, because they know that God uses him well. He's highly anointed. So they believe maybe the secret is that he does not eat. Like he's now spirit. Ah. You know, the man humorously was saying he had made up his mind that that night that he has prepared a message. You know, instead of preaching, ah, up to your next level. How God will change your story. Tonight is your night. He said the title of the message you will preach will be The, the Battle of Armageddon. <laughs> the Battle of Armageddon. Let's go to Revelation. Where there is 666. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So that's the message you will preach. You know, it sounds humorous. But I can tell you from experience... That the way you treat a God as a host, you as a host, the way you treat the man of God as your guest, can to a large extent determine how the man will open up to bless you. I have experienced it. I was invited one day to a place. And I was lodged in a hostel. Mm, hostel. You know, when we say these things, you see this pastor is just bringing things that are humorous. No, I've experienced, like, apostles of the things we have handled. We have handled hostel lodging. My mine was not hospital. I was lodging in a hostel. And unfortunately for them, not for me, there was bed bug on the mattress. Oh, really? Unfortunately. That, I, didn't knew what, I didn't know what bed bug was. I just said it was mosquito bite. Until that thing came, it now looked like mosquito, um, cockroach that is not mature, you know. So I said, see cockroach? I said, no, you do. That was where I was lodged, though. And I was served food in plastic plates with plastic spoon. Unfortunately, I had finished ministering before they lodged me. Maybe I would have done... Armageddon. 
or no? And in, in the array of invited guests, for the same program, I saw people who were lodged in a hotel among us. Oh no. And I've also been to places. Mm. You'll be wishing the ministration will come quickly by the level of honor. I went to preach. I've, I've told you know, a few people here, a few people here. When I was to be received at the point of reception, the car that came to pick me at the airport, I just, I, I tried to look behind me. Is it me they came to pick or someone else? Somebody carried my bag. Another person carried me. Sheminari. God moved in that meeting. When they lodged me to the hotel, they fed me, I wanted to bust. Ah, and the Holy Ghost also bust on them. I also went to another place. Of course, you know, you can expect what I expect. I saw. It was in Lekki. I went by road, so by public transport, so they brought a vehicle to pick me. So when the vehicle passed, I'm not fearful. I'm not a fearful person. Do you know that I'm not? You don't know. I'm not a fearful person. When the car parked by me, I moved back. I moved because the lush car was in. But while the car parked, my phone rang. I picked it. I guess the person was trying to check. Is that Pastor John? I said, yes. All right. So the person knew that I was the one talking, so the person wound down. I've been asked to come and pick you. The same car I stepped back from. When I entered the car, I've been inside a few cars before. I've walked with Bishop Felix Adejuman before. If you've been there, you know that there are good cars there. 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 When I entered this car, now listen, I've never seen that car, that type of car in my life. The inside was like Viva. Viva Cinema. Cinema Hall. Everything automated. I was shuffled with two different vehicles for that program. The hotel they put me, I've never slept in that type in my life. And I've seen few hotels, including the one that I saw towel on the floor. And I thought it was fun that brought it down. Ah, a lot of new members are here. You didn't, you didn't, that one didn't strike something. I'll say it next time. Don't let me say it now because it will take my time. Ah, the honor was much. And the same way. I didn't deliberately say because they all know me, I must, I must preach well. Well, preaching just came. There are some things, it, it will just come naturally. Honor. Another meaning of honor, I said there are three for this one I want to talk about, is to assist the person with helps, such as material help, goodwill, financial. Why? As a mark of respect. As a mark of respect. So you see now, look at the word, because the word assist could easily deceive somebody. Because when you hear the word assist, somebody who is vulnerable is what you would think. Somebody who needs help is what you think. But you assist someone with finances, with material, with goodwill, with whatever helps, as a mark of what? Respect. So not as a mark of the person who is deprived, but because you respect the person. 
when Jacob was going to return home to meet Esau, what did he do? He packaged cargoes of gifts to go ahead of him. Now, you know why Jacob did that? It's a, it's, it's a Jewish culture, and we have it in the Bible. Have you read a place that says, the gift of a man will make room for him, and um, he will bring him before, you know. Now, that gift in that portion by Jewish parlance is not gift of wine, turkey, live goat, gift of a wife, your daughter marry him. That's not the gift. That's not, you know, I mean, it's not the, people say the gift of a man will make room for him. That if you know how to sing, it will make room for you. They, they talk about talent. It's not talent. It's about the gift material. Because in the Jewish culture, where you want to visit a king, you don't just visit a king. What do you do? You send gifts ahead of you. And look at it. It is the quality and the quantity of your gifts that will determine the access the king will give to you. Because the gifts you send shows the worth you put on the king. It shows your understanding. Did you see where we read? First Peter 2 verse um, 17. Honor all men. Love the brotherhood. Honor the king. Another translation says, fear the king. So, you send gifts ahead of you. That is what the Bible means by saying, the gift of a man will make room for him. If the gift is roomy, it will give you rooms. If the gift is small, that is the access you would have in the Jewish culture. So that was what Jacob did. He sent robes and droves of gifts ahead. And when Esau saw them, he said, what do all this mean? That is honor. You give gifts. Not because the person is deprived. Not because you want to flaunt anything. But as a mark of honor. One day I was going somewhere. I told my wife I was in a taxi and there was traffic. Then this lady saw me from another church. She saw me. She said, Wow, that's her. God bless you, sir. I celebrate you, sir. God. No, she didn't say I celebrate you. God bless you, sir. God bless you. She greeted. And she squeezed money. And she said, Give me the honor of paying your fare. And I said, no, don't bother, don't bother. So, you know, because she saw that I was resistant, she threw it at the driver. And it was in multiples of the fare. I didn't leave the chain to the driver. Mm, I collected it. Oh, no. Another one saw me. I alighted from somewhere. The wish was greeting. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. Please give me the honor. Let me pay him. Let me pay him. I don't know her. I said, please, may I meet you? Say, say, ah, my name is XYZ. I don't know her. I said, which church? I said, this, oh. Then my wife and I concluded that in this church, they've taught them honor. And that leads me to a point that one of the things you must do as a matter of default is to honor anyone they call a man of God, a woman of God. Honor them with unflinching honor 
Honor that does not have reserve. Honor them lavishly. You know why when we receive men of God who come to share fellowship with us here or come to preach why we tell you to honor them the way we ask you to honor them is scriptural. We are doing it as a mark of honor, among other things. Oil of Joy Tabernacle has a belief. And the belief is felt from our understanding of the scripture and from the training we got from Agape. Those people understand honor. You can't go to Agape and you not pray secretly to return. With your, the honor is massive. The welfare is massive. The lodging is massive. The accommodation. On point. Churches come to draw inspiration. They take Agape as benchmark in that regard. It's what, I'm know, it's what I'm talking. I know about it because I've been there. I know about it. They honor you. Apostle Paul said we were honored with many honors. There are some places where you go to, you just know that they don't understand honor. I went to preach somewhere. I, I know three of our pastors went um, with me on Friday to trim. And when I got back home, my wife said they know how to honor people in that place. Because she's been there to preach to. She said they know how to honor people. You know what you saw is not what she saw. And it, it means that both of you saw different things and you still say the same thing. They know how to honor people. Now, apologies, there are some people, they do ministry, they don't understand that honor at all. They don't understand it. I'm tempted to mention some things, but in case somebody is listening to this CD, the person may be offended. No, com- no kingdom sense, no understanding honor. Let me tell you, there is no gift of understanding honor. What's the title of this message? What does that first word tell you? It's a thing you do. You break the ground. You put effort. How do you cultivate by sitting down, you put in effort, so you do it deliberately. You cultivate it. I went to minister somewhere. Hear this. I traveled from a city to another city to minister. It was a vigil. And I don't like vigils. After ministering, my host did not know when I left. No one bottle of water. And God moved. It was days after that my host called once and forever. No, even. No, 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 no. You don't want to think about it. Lack of honor. So, anything that is called man or woman of God, what do you do? The Bible says you should count them of double honor. Those who labor in the word and in doctrine. You know, those who labor over you, count them of honor. Especially those who labor in the word and in doctrine. Double honor. Let me tell you, don't let it be that you'll be taught specially to honor your pastors. Don't be, you know where you say, ah, we honor you, we give you birthday gifts. Those things should be for babes. Honor should be your default. And it's not only your pastors. Whoever is called a servant of God. That is why you must never be part of those who badmouth ministers. Whether they are involved in scandal or not scandal. Let 
your mouth be too anointed to participate in such discussion. Leave them to their God. Do what? Let it, let it be a part of you. You go on social media and be abusing men of God. You. You say, in fact, we don't know what is men of God nowadays. Where were you born that you are talking about nowadays? You know, you can only say nowadays if you are old. Nowadays, the youth of nowadays, and it's a 21-year-old that is talking. You are not qualified to say it. The youth of nowadays. The children of nowadays. Which of these do you know? Honor. Apart from men of God, ministers of the gospel, the Bible says, honor all men. It is safe for you. I heard about a story. One virulent, garrulous, unruly guy was going for his interview. Hear what happened. He was going for his interview. And there was this white lady who was carrying a, some stuff and maybe she tripped and some things fell from her. And so she was trying to pick. One of the guys that came for the interview said, Akata. You know, was saying, of course, so a white person would never have understood it. So when, fast forward a few minutes, few moments after, it was his turn to appear before the interview. It was the white woman that was interviewing, that was going to interview him. Of course, no, no cause for alarm. Then, before they started, the white woman said, You can tell whether he has gotten the job. There are people who miss job opportunities by their own misbehavior. Were you, to, were you, were you not to, told this one, one time that somebody was going for an interview and while waiting, on, waiting his turn to be called, he saw somebody who just came and went up. And person stood. There's no cheating here. I cannot agree. Oh. He, he confessed that I lost the job by myself. He didn't know who the person was. Honor. Honor everybody. Don't size people up by their simplicity or by their complexity, complications. Don't respect somebody because he's wearing eyeglasses. Don't disrespect somebody because the person does not have full hair. You know, eyeglasses gives you this maturity. Yes. It's a, it's a, it's a psychological thing. You say it gives you maturity. It's, it's one of these laws of, you know, that gives you maturity. And when you wear high glasses and you have beard. You know, people, people paste beards on their chin now, yeah? Oh, yes. So that you respect them? Yeah. People wear six packs now they wear it you don't know that's why you don't fall in love by facebook picture or by status you can put six pack on your bulging stomach if you want to there are applications to do that and you say, oh six packs <laughs> honor everybody don't despise anybody it's not a kingdom culture to despise people because of the son of who they are or they are not. Honor all men. Pastor Isaiah, I know people who will honor you if they know that you have link to important people. Honor all men. 
Let it not be that as a body you will despise anybody because the person's shirt is of a lower quality. Honor all men. Let the culture of honor be your default. Honor all men. As a department, as a unit, as a service group in church, honor your head of department. It is foolishness not to do so. Honor all men. And if you honor all men, what will you do to your head? Honor. The Bible says we should respect the people who are over us, not because of them, but for the work's sake. Honor all men. Honor all men. I know departments here where the HOD is a single person and members of the department, one of them is married and they honor the HOD. Honor all men. You don't honor people only because they are older. If God has positioned them, honor them. Honor them. Honor. Tell me any meaning of honor that, you, that I've given you. To attribute high status. Any other? To put a prize. What kind of prize? What other meaning? What? To attribute... Well, that was the first one. What was it? To assist that person with things as a mark of respect. Do you now see that giving is not a mark of the fact that the person is in need? It's the fact that you respect the person. Let me tell you. Don't claim you respect anybody you don't reach out to. A, a rich woman told me one day, she said, you know what? I felt like crying for her. She said, I've never received a gift in my life. I said, why? She said, everybody believes I don't need it. They believe I'm too. They will say, what will I give her? And it pains me. She said, one day she bought a card and went to post office and she sent it to herself. Now let it be in record that I received a gift. You say it's not, it's small. It's small. Till you will not do anything. Nothing is small. Show honor. Show honor. Stand up, everybody. Face somebody. Face somebody. Make, make it two. Two, two. Just two, two. If you, are, if, if you are the only one left, it means you can come to me. Two, two. Two, two. Two, two. Just look at somebody. Want to do something very quickly? Hold the person's hand. Hold the person's hand. Look straight in the person's eye. Say, I honor you. Leave that person, walk up to another person. Oh yeah, quick, quick, walk up to another person. Look straight in the person's eye. Say, I honor you. Go to another person. Look straight in the person's eye. Say, I honor you. Look at another person. Look at people. Look at people. Say, I honor you. Find another person. Look straight in the person's eye. Say, I honor you. Leave that person. Find another person. Say, neighbor. I respect you. Ask that person, what is the meaning of honor? Get an answer. Tell that person, I will assist you. Tell that person, I will assist you. I will give you. Because I respect you. 
Find another person. Say neighbor. I attribute high status on you. I honor you. Find another neighbor. Say neighbor. I put a very high price on you. Ah, I honor you. Find ten people. Say I honor you. I honor you. I honor you. I honor you. That may be your language of greeting from today. I honor you. Treasures open up to you from the person you honor. Mm. Even children say, I honor you. That will be your experience forever. That will be your experience forever. Father, let this word change somebody to a new person. Make somebody a better person. We give you praise, mighty Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Look at one neighbor with a loud shout. Say, I honor you. I hinted some of the things I'll be saying uh, today. I hinted them on, on Sunday. Um, but I will be saying some things in a more direct way today. And uh, please pay attention. We'll read two readings. Um, one quoting from the first, but let's read the two. Um, first of all, Isaiah 29:13. Isaiah chapter 29, verse 13. How do you feel when somebody says, open your Bible to Isaiah? Just like how you feel when they say, open your Bible to John. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Do you wish there is a book of Golaho? Or the book of blessing. Hallelujah. Glory. Isaiah 29. Verse what? Verse 13. I read from here. By the time it's projected, the translation I'm reading from, I want to read from is what you would have on screen. Okay. It's there. Can we read together? It's, it's up there. Don't worry, very soon there will be a screen all over the hall we will use. It may not be this hall, but the hall we will use, there will be a screen all over. It's not likely to be this one, sir. Can you look up Isaiah 29, 13? Can we read together? One, two, read. Therefore, the Lord said, Inasmuch as these people draw near with their mouths, and honor me with their lips, but have removed their hearts far from me, and they have toward me is taught by the commandment of men. Let's just stop. It continues. Matthew, where this is quoted, 15 verse 8. Because this is what I want to bring out. Let's just stop the reading there. Matthew chapter 15 and verse 8. Matthew 15, verse 8. Now, can we read from verse 7 for you to know that you can see quotation mark from verse 8 telling you some back up to verse 7 so that you see what we have there. Matthew 15, 7. All right. Can we read together? One to go. Hypocrites. Well, did Isaiah prophesy about you? Where we first read now, saying, 8. 
These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts, heart is far from me. Amen. Even from Old Testament, people have been quoting other people. Even from Bible days, people have been quoting other people. Matthew quoted Isaiah. Tap your neighbor. Say, Matthew quoted Isaiah. You can't be quoted until you quote. You can't be a reference point until you make people your reference point. Mama Dejuma told us many years ago while teaching one day in church. She said when she was graduating uh, at an undergraduate level, she wrote her project, her long essay, what we call project. And the supervisor said, good project, good writing. I mean, she was highly scored. She came out with a second class opera. But the, the supervisor faulted something. What was it? He said, your references were not enough. And she said she learned a lesson. That if you don't have reference, you can't be a reference. I just said that in person because that is actually not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about something very critical to you as the subject of cultivating what? The culture of honor. I told you the word cultivate is an action, is a deliberate thing. And culture talks about what has become your habit. When you were doing social studies at a level, we were told that culture is what? Is the way of life of a particular people. It is a way of life. It includes the addressing, right? It includes the, what, what they eat. It includes the way they marry culture. It even includes their worship culture. So, uh, culture is a way of life. So, when we talk about cultivating a culture, the culture of honor, we are not talking about what you do once in a while. Right? It's what you do habitually. Somebody say habitually. Now, I also learned that before something can be said to be your habit, it must first of all be what you do every day that what you do every day becomes your habit your habit becomes your character and your character becomes your destiny your what you do regularly as informed by something because we hear that even what you do is as a result of something, but because that is not my focus today, what you do regularly becomes what? Becomes your habit. Your habit grows and it becomes your character. And your character eventually becomes what? Your destiny. Except there is a miraculous divine intervention. When you see somebody's character, you can predict the person's future. One day somebody told me, somebody was asking me, incidentally, ah, I pray that the Lord will restore our educational system. I pray that the Lord will restore our educational system. I don't know how it is done these days. Do you know that in my days, 
And when I'm talking about my days, I'm talking about recently, secondary school days. I finished my secondary school in 1993. Now, in 1992, I became a prefect with other people. Now, something striking happened that I'm not sure happens any longer, especially in most schools. Those of us who were going to be chosen as school prefects were are assembled in a place and we had one-on-one interview. Apart from the fact that they, have, they watched our lives and they had a harvest of some of us from the park, after harvesting and they labeled each person with a particular duty, they went further to engage individual. I was made the library prefect. I think, I think so. Yes. Now, one of the questions I was asked, I can never forget. I guess I was asked about two, three, but I can't forget this one. The teacher said, you have, as a senior now, as a prefect, you have juniors, and you have, because we were in SS2, so we had SS3 people who were graduating, that to have your mates and your junior obey you, that which one would you first of all go for? I said my mates. It's been, it only goes is awesome. I never premeditated. I never heard that question before. I just heard myself saying, my mates. They said, why? I said, because if my mates can obey me, it will be easy for my juniors to obey me. They shook their heads. Maybe that was why, why I became one of the prefects. Although I wasn't the head boy. In the school I went to, to be head boy is not because your head is big or because your stature is big. You may be the shortest one Major reason to be your head, but they call it senior prefect. You must be about the most intelligent. Of course, I'm, I'm intelligent, but see, it's not. <laughs> and I'm grateful to God. I've never told a lie about my academic performance anywhere. Go and check the records. I've never, I've never won a prize for academic something. I've never, not once. The only one I can win prize, I think I won't need tests. Neatest. But prize book. No. Primary secondary university. No. No prize. It's only in God I win prizes. <laughs> but book. And physics. No. Physics. I mean, literature, government. Hmm? The only way I can know I win laurel is CRK. CRK. <laughs> it's been long that God had a plan to use me. And I'm, see, listen, I am never apologetic about it. I've never called our children. Say, you see, I used to be forced. No. No. There are some assignments when they even bring home. <laughs> just put, just go there. Because if you come here, you can't pass it. So, solve the sum of X, Y. Mm-mm. Once there is X and Y and bracket, just go. If it is passage and we summarize it, we can try. Amen. So we were, we were asked that question, and I remember my answer. That when people that are your mates are able to obey you, right? It will be much easier for people coming behind you to have respect for you. Now, listen, please. This subject that I'm talking about this morning <laughs> is very critical. Very, very critical. And um, let me leave that. And 
I have experience in life towards the people that were over us, so I will glean some from experience. All right, so you've got to have reference. That was the first thing I said. You've got to have people you reference. You've got to have people you benchmark. Rome was not built in a day. Have you heard that? You've got to have people you look up to at a season of your life. Don't be too big to learn. It was from the mouth of this sage, Bishop Francis Waluke, that I heard it. He said, if you are too big to learn, you are too small to teach. He said, if you are too big to follow, you are too small to lead. I can never forget such words. So, Matthew quoted Isaiah. Help me tell your neighbor. Say, Matthew quoted Isaiah. Matthew did not say because I was the first book in, in the New Testament. I would despise Isaiah. I would despise what people call the Old Testament. From where we read, something very striking is there. This narrative. And I trust God to throw it out in a few minutes. Honor primarily is a thing of the heart. Honor is primarily a thing of the heart. Um, those of you who are not in church last Sunday, please, I apologize. I won't be able to, normally what I do is to have a brief, brief recap to tell you what the meaning of honor is, but I won't be able to do that now. Kind of get the message. Honor should first of all take place in your heart. Please write it. The first place honor should take place is your heart. It should take place in your heart. Just like God's word tells us in 2 Corinthians 8 verse 12. If there first be a willing mind... It is therefore acceptable what a man has, not what he does not have. If therefore, 2 Corinthians 8 verse 12, was that what I quoted now? If therefore be a willing mind, that word willing mind means, if therefore be willingness in the heart, then what you have to give is acceptable. This is the meaning no matter what you bring, no matter the quantum or the quantity or the amount of what you have to offer, once the heart has not offered it, the Bible says it is not acceptable. So I'm aware that there are people who give under pressure. They give so that the people who are calling for offerings will not be offended, but in their heart they are not really given. According to God's parameter of judging, that is not acceptable. There are many givers in church whose gifts are not acceptable. The, para the first condition to making your gift acceptable is what? If there first be a willing heart. A willing heart. If there is first a willing mind, you must be willing. It is therefore accepted. So your heart is the first thing that is accepted. When Abel and Cain offered, you remember? 
the Bible says, if you read carefully, the Bible says, God had respect for Abel and his offering. You see, where people get it twisted is that they feel the first thing God goes for is the offering. No. God, first of all, had respect for Abel after which his offering was accepted. It is the person that is accepted first before the gift. Therefore, brethren, I beseech you by the mercy of the Lord that I present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable sacrifice, your body first of all. Then he said, do not be confirmed to this one, but be ye transformed by the reading of the man. Now, he's not talking that you may be able to prove that which is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Before you prove anything, be the thing first. Be first. Somebody said, that is why we are not called human doings. We are called human beings. So what is rated first is you, not what you do. Are you human doing? What are you? Heart. Let me tell you, honor, first of all, is a hearty thing. Have you heard three hearty cheers? 30 hearty cheers? 70 hearty cheers? That's your birthday I'm talking about. 80 hearty cheers? 100 hearty cheers? 120 hearty cheers? Eh? 130 hearty cheers? Huh? 150 hearty cheers? You don't like yourself. 150? 160 hearty chairs? I will not be part of it. You are living another person's life. But you see, if you are strong, I mean, why not? Abraham lived, uh, you know. <laughs> ah, okay. Hearty. Hearty. You do it with your heart. Let me tell you. Um... Before God told us it was time for this assignment, we served in the ministry, Agape Christian Ministries, under Bishop Felix Adejumo and Reverend Mrs. Funke Felix Adejumo. You know them well, Papa and Mama. Um, because when we call Papa and Mama, some people don't know who we are talking about, so that's why I mentioned their names. Before becoming close to being their PA or waiting on them, one of the things that I can say before God is that I follow them heartily. Let me tell you, if you do it with your heart, sooner or later it will show. On the flip. If you don't do it from your heart, sooner also or later it will show. It's simple. No matter how good you are in acting, over time it will show. Just like in our little corner, no? in our big corner, because God told that guy, don't call on holy what God has. God taught me, don't call little what is me. If God is involved, this is the doing of the Lord. And God taught me that if it is my doing, it must be marvelous. So in our big corner, say amen, in our marvelous corner, we know people who do this thing heartily. And we know people who don't. You may not know immediately, but give it time. The first place honor should take this is your heart. There are two aspects, which I will talk about the second aspect. But the first thing is your heart. Let your heart be right. 
Let your heart be right. When David messed up, he didn't pray about his act. Even though we saw that it was his act that was wrong, but David traced it to the root. And when he was going to pray, he even didn't talk about the act. He said, create in me a clean heart. Because he knows that out of the heart is the act. A lot of people go to God praying about their act. Lord, let me be more zealous. Let me serve you more fervently. No, 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 no. You are talking about the act. Heart. Let me love you more dearly. Before talking about following you more nearly. First of all, let me love you more dearly. Let, let me know you more intimately. It will culminate into what I do for you. And Solomon loved the Lord. Then he offered a thousand burnt sacrifices. You've heard that that wasn't the first time somebody offered plenty sacrifices. David did before him. Maybe other people did. But one of the things we saw, and Solomon loved the Lord. Tap your chest as a point of contact to your heart. Say, my heart, you must love God. My heart, you must be given to honor. Amen. Because there are times you need to speak to yourself. You really need to speak to yourself. Your life goes in the direction of your words. So speak to your heart. In case your heart wants to, want to be naughty, speak to your heart. Come back. Heart. The first thing. When you read the Bible and you see the synergy between David and Jonathan, right? The son of Saul. You will see a heart connect. Heart. In fact, one, day, one of them said, the love I have for you is like the love... A man has for a woman. Heart connect. Very solid. Years after, when you fast forward, David came back. After he had become whom God had promised him to be. Who God has designed for him. Who is in this house that I may show the kindness of God for Jonathan, my friend's sake. Remember? Who is remaining in the house of Saul that I may show kindness? Heart. Heart. May your heart be right. That is why every day bring your heart before God. Because a heart that was right yesterday may not be right today. Have you thought about people who go into error? That word error means to err. E-R-R. To err. That's where you have the word error. Right? Now that word error means the person had been on a path. But the person derailed. That is actually the meaning. So error is not an outright lie. Error is to be on a path, on the right path, and there is a derailment. You veer off course. That's the meaning of error. If it, that's why a lot of people fall into error, because it doesn't come as outright lie. That's why people fall. The example I give, I don't know where, where, where you went to school, if you went to a school that they did practicals well, You'll be told that the best way to kill a frog or a toad is not to drop it inside boiling water. If you drop a frog inside boiling water, it will hop out. But how, what do you do? Put the frog in a temperate water. The, 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 the temperature of its body. And start heating the water gradually. I know I was taught in biology that the more you heat the water gradually, the frog will be feeling good. 
and it will start adapting and acclimatizing. As it becomes hotter, the, the frog will shake something. I don't know. It will adapt. As it becomes hotter, till it gets to the boiling point and the frog is cooked. I don't know how many people can eat frog here anyway. People eat it. I mean, people eat it. It's good meal. Don't discriminate if you don't eat it. It's meal for some people. Please learn not to discriminate. Though. The only thing you should discriminate about is eating human beings. Apart from human beings, whenever you hear people are eating lizards, don't say, ah, just smile, so wonderful. <laughs> but you don't know who you would offend by your exclamation. You need to have a large heart. Mm, mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So, you, you, you don't... You don't get swayed into error by outright life. It comes like truth, half truth, twisted truth, and the deed, is, the, the deed is done. That's why somebody who said they are Almighty God, you know why they got it? Ye are gods, all of you, children of the Most High God. And it is true that ye are gods, but small g. But ye are not God Almighty. That is, that is where the error comes from. There is a place of support, it's in the Bible. The only way I told people that the only thing you can prove to me with that you are God is if you are the one that answers your own prayer. If you are the one you pray to. I mean, that's the only If you really, and you, the Bible says God neither slumbers. No, if you have never slumbered and you have, you have never slept, you are God. That will start worshiping you. If you are the one that answers our prayer, I will worship you. But if you don't, don't come near. So, that error. So, the heart thing. I said, that's why you must constantly bring your heart to the surgical table of God. Lord, the Bible says, judge yourself that ye be not judged. The Bible says, examine yourself whether you are still in faith. Judge yourself that ye be not judged. He's not talking to unbelievers. Examine yourself whether you are still in faith. Believers. Judge yourself that ye be not judged. Examine yourself whether you are still in faith. Let he that stand. Take heed, lest he fall. With these three scriptures, it tells you that you don't take it for granted that you are fine. Keep presenting your heart before God. Honor is a thing of the heart. Tap your neighbor, don't take it for granted. I know you are sealed by the seal of the Holy Ghost, but don't take it for granted. The Bible says, hold fast that which you have, that another may not take your crown. So it, is, it, it can be lost. Tap your neighbor, say it can be lost. Amen. Just like Adam lost it, Adam gave it to the devil. So you have a group of people, they've mastered the art of honor, ART, by the act of honor. They know how to kneel down, they know how to prostrate, they know how to say daddy, they know how to say mommy, they know how to say papa. And now they say, Mama, say, you are the Elijah of our time. God has sent you to us. God is really using you. I have noticed that some people even lie in their testimonies. So that the man of God will be happy. The pastor prayed for me, and instantly I was it. It's not true. So you just want the pastor to feel good. Uh, people, I, know what I'm, I know what I'm... It's not here, so that you don't think somebody who came to share testimony. No, I, I know it. I know somebody... Whose pastor, I mean, it's, it's, it's a system of branch church. The resident pastor who, who was her pastor prayed for her. It was a long-standing challenge 
and God intervened and there was a miracle. And there, there, there was a program, a combined program where the general overseer came over and this person came to give testimony and said, when the G.O. prayed for me, I received my healing. The resident pastor looked at her. Huh? Because she has shared the same testimony in church. My daddy in the Lord prayed for me and I was healed. The same predicament, my G.O. prayed for me and I was healed. And one day, the G.O. then said, I know that there are some of you who lie that I prayed for you. I was not the one. It's not many Jews that can say that. So people, they just want the pastor to feel good. As daddy was preaching, I said that word was for me. He said something. He said something. And the pastor cannot even remember that he said something like that. Well, maybe under the influence of the Holy He said something. And God knows that he didn't say anything. You don't have to tell lies that somebody prayed for you and you were healed. Give God the glory. Amen. So, people, so, let me tell you, some people have mastered the art by the act. They know how to do it. They know, you know, you, you know we have Chinese. We have Japanese. Somebody said we also have Christianese. It is well. Bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. The word of the Lord says, the Bible says, hallelujah. I know somebody has so crammed those things. It, even, it doesn't even know when to apply it. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Just talking jargons. I know this person. Ah, our daddy said, Papa said, Amen. Is our your double portion? The guy just talking double portion where is no is not relevant. Is our your double or no? Is our what's the year? No. Is our way of what's the year? Is our way of something? Just talking nonsense. Does not know. Cram. So that you you will please the person who is hearing. Hot. You remember the story of Ananias and Sapphira? It was a hard thing. It was a hard thing. Somebody sold the land hard. And probably they were, given a, they were given applause. And this guy took his own land by himself. Sold it and brought a portion of the money. And said, this is how much we have sold. Maybe he sold it for one million. And he brought 800,000. And the man of God by the Holy Ghost. When it was your own. When it was with you. Was it not yours? How have you allowed Satan to enter your heart? <laughs> you know. And he lied against God. Heart. Somebody say heart. Honor must be first in the heart. There are people who prostrate, but in their hearts they are standing. They are standing. He said prostrate. Daddy. Mama. They're stupid. If not, they say we should greet now. No, you say <laughs> Where's that man? If we don't need that now, they will say we are not humble. Heart. When your act is contrary to your heart, there's a problem. When you are prostrating your heart, but you are rebelling your heart, honor is first of all a thing of the heart. And I conclude because they've shown me something now. now I'm a man under authority. The heart is the major thing. It is possible to get the act right, but the heart is wrong. I can tell you. It's possible to get the act right, but the heart is wrong. Although I told you that time would tell. Then as I, as, I, as I conclude, I told you it's a two-part. The first is the heart. Then the second one is the act. I know people. Now, this is, this is my conclusion now, uh, which is the second portion. I told you God said I should share two things. 
Some people say, even God knows that I honor him. I honor. I honor pastor. I honor the brethren. I honor my HOD. I honor my, I honor my parents. God knows I honor. In my heart, I honor them. I know people like that. I honor them in my heart. God, God sees my heart. You are very correct God, that God sees your heart. But human beings don't see. I've seen people that say, God sees my heart. I didn't mean it. Maybe you have even said so. Have you not? It is, is it true that God sees your heart? Talk to me, somebody. Is it true that God sees your heart? But do people have the capacity to see your heart? No. So, don't only behave to God who sees the heart. Let people who don't see the heart see the act. The Bible says we should live in clear conscience toward God and men. The Bible says God does not see as men see. Man looks at the outward appearance, but God, the heart. You know why man looks at the outward? He has capacity to only look at that place. That is why man, the day man can see the heart, he could be worshipped. By revelation once in a while, we can switch into that realm. You will see over and again, and Jesus perceived their thought. And Jesus perceived their thought. And Jesus, that was a, an oppressional gift. But by the place we are now, except by revelation, we don't see the heart. We don't see the heart, except by revelation. So don't only say, my heart honors. Show it in your act. In, I think it was in Futa One School. The Deeper Life Campus Fellowship did something that I like. The title of the project was Act Right. A-C-T. Act Right. You see it all over. T-shirt, Act Right. If the heart is right, supported by you know, commensurate action, Act Right. Act it. But you see, where I emphasize is actually the heart. Because that's where the Lord wants me to emphasize. But in addition to the heart, take it to the next level. Act. Show it. The Bible says you should not love only in words, but also in deed. You can see that the Bible does not condemn any of the two. So love both in words and in deed. Act right. Show it. Tell your neighbor, show it. I really like you. I miss you. No single call, no text, no emoji. Act right. Act right. Act right. There are people when they travel, they get to their destination, they will never call. But really, they didn't mean to be rude. They really, they really honor. But their honor is not backed up by action. Ah, I'm missing you in all of joy. No call. No waving of hands on Facebook. You know, I saw something in Messenger. They say somebody's waving at you. The first day I saw it, I was laughing. Somebody's waving at you. <laughs> that, you that you should wave back at them. I was just laughing. <laughs> I should wave back. Somebody I don't even know. You know, there are many friends that you have on Facebook. You don't know them. You say, your friend on Facebook is... That word friend is abuse. He's waving at you. Would you like to wave back? I didn't wave back home. Because I didn't. Have you seen when people like what they don't really like? You put a post and they click like. Let us show it in our action. You are loyal. Show it in your action. 
you support your leader, show it in your action. Let me show you one of the things you did that really got me excited. We said we were at a deadline last week Sunday and we needed 60000 to complete the payment we've paid earlier. And we said the deadline is today. And that today, which was yesterday, I mean, which was last Sunday, it was realized. That is the action. That is the action. Let me tell you, if you have it, we'll be saying, is, our, is the deadline, is the deadline, you know, May, may, may you not be dead because of deadline. There is the deadline, deadline. And you don't do anything. It will not show me that you are committed. Commitment is perceivable. Is feelable. You are the one who keeps coming late to Riaza every day. You are the prayer point of the department. Your commitment is questionable. I prophesy, instead of being the concern of your department, you will be the praise point. Amen. There are some people in the department, the HOD is praying that God... Let that let there be. Uh, what do you go for six months? Let be it. Lord, let I actually quickly come. Let her go. Sideways, go. Let her quickly graduate and, and go and do NYC. Go. Meanwhile, there are people as as their graduation is drawing near. You wish they are in two hundred level. Can I have a witness? Although HODs will not like to say it, so that you won't feel offended. But it is true. You see, I'm not looking at you because. You know, I'm just saying generally. Heart right. Act right. Tell yourself, say heart right. Heart right. No, 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 no. The way you're pronouncing it sounds like A-R-T. Heart right. From the pronunciation, I can know where you are from. Say heart right. Act right. <laughs> Somebody say high on. The person meant person high on. Somebody say, heart right, then act right. Hmm, don't say, act right and act right. Say, heart right, then act right. Would you please stand? It's combined honors. Heart right, act right. Put your right hand on your chest as a symbolism of your heart. I begin to speak this word, say in the name of Jesus, this heart is right, and he or, he or her heart are right. Begin to say, my heart is right, my acts are right. Say one more time, say this heart is right, and these acts are right. Celebrate Jesus, he's worthy.